Bring it in. Bring it in. I know that was a lot of fun. Lollies and sugar. Gets anyone excited. All right, I need you guys to just to focus up. All right, I just want to give you guys some short, just a really short talk to talk about and to introduce this, this topic that we're talking about. Before I do, um, I know you've got lots of sugar and you lots of energy, but just, just kind of bring it in just for about 10 minutes, okay? 10 minutes. Really simple, all right? And in order for to do that, Nick will have to put down the rope. Thanks, Nick. All right, if you guys want to pray with me and just a set of hearts together, and we'll just we'll open up this the Bible and just read really quickly and we can just get into this topic. God, just ask that you would give us calm um, bodies right now. We know they're full of sugar and excitement. Uh, Lord, just uh, help help us get our giggle butts out or whatever it is inside of us that makes us want to just run around and scream and throw things and hit people and. Lord, help us focus and just help us dive into your word and help us understand your gospel, that it, um, it changes our lives and it changes um, life, really, and there's everything about us that is wrong and that you can come to fix it. Uh, give you thanks so much for your word and for your gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to read a verse for you guys, if you want to listen up and read it on the screen. <clears throat> the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For God, who said, the light shine out of the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. So, the God of this universe, who is that? Any idea? Yeah. No, 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 just kidding. Any idea? The God of this universe. God. Is that a capital G or lowercase g? The God of this age. The God of this age, guys, is not the God of the Bible. It is Satan. It is his own little mind, his own little way. He is the God of this age. So Satan has blinded what? Who is Satan blinded? Us, unbelievers, us. Uh, blinded them so they cannot see what? The gospel. So Satan has come in. He has blindfolded us, just like Ellie here was blindfolded. and could not see the pinata. Satan comes around and blinds us with sin, blinds us with desires that we, we think we're going to get pleasure out of, just, just um, selfishness and pride, and even that we could be our own gods. He blinds us with this blindfold of sin so we cannot see the gospel. Um, so what causes blindness? Sin, selfishness. Sin is exciting. Sin is nice. Sin is good. Sin is fun. It, it provides pleasure. What, what? What is sin? Sin provides all those things, but it's false happiness. It has false peaks. It thinks... If I sin, if I do this thing, I'm going to be happy or I'm, I'm going to get something good out of it. It promises something that's actually going to be a false peak. You guys know what a false peak is? It's like when you're going tramping, you go, oh, this is the hill. This is going to be it. We're going to get to the top of the mountain. You get there and it's, oh, it's another hill. You know, it just keeps on going. You think when you get this one thing, it's going to make your life so much better. But actually get it and you're like, oh, I'm empty. I still need more. That's what sin does. And it's just like 
that God gives us these, or sorry, not God, the God of this age, Satan, gives us these things, thinks that we're going to get happiness out of it, but actually it just blinds us from the real truth, the actual happiness, which is this pinata here, which is actually the gospel, the, the light of the gospel. So here comes God saying, I, need, I want you guys to see. I want you guys to see me for who I truly am. And so he comes and he gives light into the darkness. So what does he do? He helps us take off the blindfolds, right? Which is covering our eyes so we can't see God for who he really is. So God comes down as a spirit comes into our hearts to unveil the blindfold that is blocking us from that, and that is sin. So then we can see the glory of God. Now, who, do, who has any idea what the glory of God means? Weird, huh? Okay, let me, just, let me just give you an illustration, okay? So I like going kayaking. It's a picture of me going kayaking. Um, this is just in Mert somewhere. And you know, there's, a, there's a few rocks in the river. Okay, when, when you come to a rock, the first thing I want to think about is where are all the rocks in the river? Because when you come to a rock, it's going to change the river completely. So you're coming down the river, and if you don't know there's a rock there, you're going to either smash into it. What happens is the, the, the rock gets placed into the water, water hits it and moves around it, causing a hole behind it, and it gets underneath it and has a bit of a hole, a cycling system. So if you get around that rock, it's just, it, you get toast. So you actually need to know where the rocks are because it changes the river completely. So when you're kayaking down the river, you think about where the rocks are, and you need to guide yourself according to the rocks. Now, the rock, because it has weight, because it has significance, it changes the whole dynamic of the river. If there was no rocks, it'd just be a flat cruise. But because there's rocks in the river, there's significance, there's weight, it changes everything. And that's what the glory of God is. God is full of weight. In your life, in this life, he has weight and significance that changes everything about life. Not just one aspect of your life, not just the Christian aspect, but every aspect of your life radically changes it. And so you need to know who God is so you know where the rocks are placed. Now imagine if you're going blindfold kayaking. It freaks me out even thinking about it. I can't, I can't even, people go night kayaking, they're nuts. Adrenaline, crazy people. Night kayaking just sounds like a death wish. Because if you can't see the rocks, if you don't know it's there, you, you smash into them, and it doesn't look out good for you. Um, living in sin is like this. Living with your sin blindfolds on, without seeing the gospel, without seeing the light, will kill you. It will. If you don't believe me, just look at the people out there who's stuck in sin. I mean, look, look at a guy, for instance, like Charlie Shane, local news right now, addicted to drugs and exploited. His life is just heading towards sin and sin and sin. It just, it just, it's on a downward slope. There's lots of other celebrities we can look at and point the fingers in, but what about me? What about you guys? Where is the sin? Where is the blindfold in your life? Many people, like yourselves, will have an understanding of the gospel because of education or tradition. Now, maybe this is because your parents are Christians. Maybe it's because you watch TV, you hear about Christians. Maybe it's you've been told this your whole life coming to church. Maybe it's just a part of your culture and your friends talk about it, so you just know about this. So a lot of people just have an education on this thing, but unless, unless the gospel or God is a significant weight full of glory, unless you see the glory of who God is, he's just going to be this little pebble and it's not going to make much of a difference in your life at all. And when you think he's only a little pebble and he's actually a rock, 
you're going to smash right into it, and it's actually going to become a stumbling stone for you to see. People their whole lives go on believing that they know the gospel. Oh, I've heard it before. I've heard you guys say it all the time. Oh, I talk about the gospel every week, Nick. I already know this. They told us this in primary school, you know? We get this taught to us by our parents. We already know about the gospel. Stop talking about it. We think some of you know the gospel so well, but you have no idea the significance of the gospel, the, the glory, the, the weight of who God really is. And if you did, you would understand he changes the entire way you live and changes life as we know it. And until you actually see that, he's just going to be nothing and you're going to smash right into it because you're blindfold heading down a one-way um, highway that's just going to kill you. What is seeing the glory of Christ? Seeing the glory of Christ is that it changes you. Not only is you, that you see life differently, but it changes your heart. When I became a Christian, guys, I was about eight, nine years ago, my life changed completely. And it wasn't just because I stopped doing bad things. I just saw life differently. I mean, and not, because, not because I was a Christian and I, ha- I went to church all the time, but I just wanted to do weird things like read the Bible. Like, actually wanted to read the Bible. Like, oh, we're going out to a movie. Well, it was a Bible study. I actually want to go to the Bible study. Like, it was just weird. Like, I don't just need, I hated reading. I've never read a book in my entire life until I read the Bible. And I was reading the Bible like two hours a day, literally, just because that's all I wanted to do. The gospel changes your heart. If you say that you are a Christian and you have no change of heart, you have no desire to go for God, you have not been converted by the gospel. If God is not a significant part of your life, there's no, you have not seen the glory of God, there, you have not been converted by the gospel. You're just someone who knows a little bit about it. And by the way, even Satan believes in Jesus, guys. Think about that. Even Satan believes in Jesus. The gospel is not just the ABCs of Christianity. You guys know what I mean by that? You know when you go to school, it's the first three things you learn, how to count to ten, and what your ABCs, right? The first three are easy, A, B, C. Any little kid can give you a couple, you know, first letters of the alphabet because it's the beginning stages. And then once you get past this C, then you go on to E, D, F, G, H, I, J, L, M, N, O, P, etc. All right, so the gospel is not just the A and the B and the C, and then we, we move on towards bigger stuff like, how did God create the earth in six days, really? How did Jonah really get swallowed up by a fish? How in the world is there people rise from the dead. I mean, we get into all these crazy debates, but really we, just, we think, oh, we've moved on past the gospel. That's for little kids. We don't need to go on that anymore. We, we'll just keep going on to more deeper stuff like what's going to happen in heaven? and what, am, am I going to have a different body? What's, what's, what's the real deal that the gospel is actually, oh, can someone, I lost connection. It's annoying. Can someone just flip through my slideshow in the back there? Sorry. Blooming apples, tell you what. Um, all right, so the gospel is not the ABCs, but it's actually the A through the Z. It is everything in its t- in entirety. It encapsulates everything of the gospel. Did that get up, Ernie, yet? Oh, what? Anyways, I'll just keep going now, shall I? Is it? Can we go to the next slide? Oh, the next slide for that. Oh, I can control it again. Cool. 
The gospel is working in us every single day. The Holy Spirit comes into our lives and changes us from the inside out. Now, the Holy Spirit is not really just interested in changing our bad habits. And don't get me wrong. I think he, he cares for what the things that we do and cares that we sin, but he's not just in for it to change our bad habits. Here's what the Holy Spirit does, guys. This is why people get so lost and they miss the whole point of the gospel. The Holy Spirit comes into our lives to change our lives in order that we would love Christ and that sin would seem repulsive, seem so disgusting that we don't even want to come close to it, not even with a 10-foot pole, like nothing. It comes into our lives and changes our attitudes and our lives to think, gross, sin, I don't even want to do that. Why? Because I've got the glory of the gospel of God, which is so much better, which is so much more fulfilling, which is so much worthy. It's full of weight and significance. And because you've seen that, because you've been unblinded to see it, you can't go back because it's so amazing. You don't want to go back. You guys know, do you guys, are you guys with me? Is this kind of making sense to some of you guys? Because I fear for some of you guys, you're still stuck on the, oh, I already know about the gospel. I don't need to know anymore. The Holy Spirit comes into our life and enables us to see Christ, who is the glory of, sorry, to see God for who he really is. And it's not that if we do good things, if we do nice things, if we stop sinning, that God will like us. It's the fact that his kindness leads us towards repentance. Now, what I mean by his kindness is that we are sinful, guys. We're repulsive. We're not good. Not one is good. Even our righteous acts are good deeds, as the Bible says, just like a handful of dirty nappies. It's not, it's not good for anyone or anything. We are not good people. But the thing is, God loves us so much that he actually just He's already died. He's already paid the price to forgive us of those things so we can move on and have a life. There's not one sin that God can't forgive. There's not one sin that's too dirty to take away. There's not one sin that's too bad to make him love us. Let me put this in a really practical sense. Let's say you have anger issues, right? You're prideful. Oh, they messed up. They can't do it right. You're always angry about something. Oh, they didn't do it right this time. You're, you're just angry all the time. You're always pouting, always closing the door, slamming things. You, you never be, you know, everyone is wrong. You're always right. I mean, you're, you're angry all the time. But then all of a sudden, God comes into your life and realize that if you are forgiven much, you love much. When you realize that when God actually forgives you for even all your stuff, you think, man, why would I want to be angry at anyone anymore? It just changes you. Your whole life just changes. Or, or, or there's this issue of lust. And this is a huge issue with guys. I'm not saying girls are out of the park, but guys, we struggle with lust. We do. All of us do. And, and, and the ones who are, who are not, who don't, then they're the ones lying and struggling with lying. So it doesn't matter. Like, guys, the people, we struggle with this lust. And the issue is not that, oh, we do these bad things, but the issue is that we're creating adultery in our minds and our hearts with our bodies of someone else's wife or a lady for someone else's husband. And, oh, but they're not married yet. They will be someday, and you're creating adultery with that person who they will eventually someday marry. Um, when you come into a relationship with God, you see that God is faithful, and God will never cheat on you. God will never leave you. God will never cheat on you with someone else. He'll never create, have an adultery or have an affair with someone else. He is faithful. A lot of you guys struggle with identity. Who am I? Who am I? Looking in the spoon. I have no idea. I dress up in all sorts of different clothes. Every other week's a different style. I don't know who's going on. 
always struggling to get people to like you, always worry about popularity, always looking at yourself in the mirror thinking, no one's going to like me, no one loves me. Or there's always this tension of belonging. You can't figure out what's going on. And when also when he, Christ comes into your life, when you see the glory of Christ, you've seen that you belong to him. Your whole life changes. Christ is significant and changes your life. You are accepted by him. You're a son of God. Or a daughter of God, rather. True repentance is not just stopping sin. I share this with my guys down here in our group. So if I'm sinning, all right, walking towards sin, in sin, creating sin, and I stop sinning, is that good enough? I've stopped sinning. Sweet. What repenting is, is actually turning around, is doing a 180. There's another youth group called 180, which I think you guys have also been to. It's turning around from your sin, and it's pursuing God. So now I'm walking away from sin, I'm pursuing God, I've stopped sinning, but not only have I stopped, I'm pursuing God. So repenting, guys, is not just stopping the sin, it's actually turning to pursue God, pursuing the glory of who Christ is and understanding the significance and the weight of what he has to offer and the difference that he makes with your life and this whole life. Repenting is pursuing God. Being a Christian means that you embrace Jesus and he becomes your highest joy. All you guys right now are at least sucking on a lolly somewhere. You guys have all have, who dude doesn't have a lolly? Sorry for you guys. If you guys are enjoying a lolly right now, raise your hand. Awesome. This is like the glory of God. It is like complete satisfaction in that lolly you've got right now. It's just, it's great. And, it, and it's so much better than what? Not having a lolly, you know? Sorry for you guys that don't have a lolly. You're missing out. But really is you... You, when you receive God, he becomes joy, and you, he is sweet to your taste, and it is awesome, and you love it, and you can't get enough of it. It always leaves you um, fully satisfied, and that's what it means to have God as your highest joy. There's nothing else that matters because you've got God, and he's your joy. You don't need to search it. You don't need to search sin because you've got God. It's just so great, and until you've tasted that, guys, until you've finally tasted that lolly, until you finally taste it, God, you will have no idea because you have just still been blinded by your sin. But I'm just, I'm clean with you guys over this, as we talk about this series, the gospel, I just really pray for you. I pray for you guys a lot, by the way. I'm constantly thinking of you guys, praying for you, asking the Lord to just come into your lives and unveil, your, unveil shine light into your hearts that you wouldn't see sin, but you'd see him for who he really is and that the glory of God would just become real to you guys. And so much, I spend a lot of hours putting together this booklet because I really love you and I want you to see the glory of God in his very words. In order for you guys to do that, you need to actually see the glory of God. You need to actually open it up and take a look inside. If you just see it and go, oh, I already know about that, you're never going to see the glory of God and you're still going to be satisfying for second best. So I've created this awesome little study guide for you. It's got some memory verses for you guys. If you guys memorize your verse for each week, come up with a verse memorized, go to your small groups, and you see the lollies you've got. If you tell your small group leader your verse for that week, they will give you a lolly as well for memorizing your verse. Why? Because it's just a taste of seeing the glory of God. The more and more you're reminded of that, of what the glory of God looks like. So take one of these on your way out. And also, I just forgot, there's a parent letter, newsletter. If you guys can grab one of those, give it to your parents, just updating them with what's going on in the youth group. That'll be awesome. I'm going to pray and then send you guys out because it's 9 o'clock. So grab some supper if you need to head home or just hang out until we do that. Don't forget to sign up on the things on the table.
God, we give you thanks for the glory that you offer us. Give you thanks for unveiling my eyes to see who you really are and the joy that I have in you. And no longer do I crave and desire sin, but I crave and desire you. I just pray for everyone in this room, including myself, that we would continue to repent, which is to stop sinning, but continue to pursue you and love you and realize the significance um, you are in this life, that you're like a rock that changes the whole shape of the river, that you are just everything um, that makes this life make sense. And I pray that you would reveal yourself through your gospel, through your word um, over this next term, these next few weeks. We give you thanks in Jesus' name.